Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Recall the Midwife. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Um, and just a quick uh, advisory, a reminder that this week's episode deals with uh, a few traumatic birth stories. So if those are, is that a topic that you would prefer to skip this time? We understand and hope you join us for the next one. Um, just a quick synopsis. In this week's episode, Fred's daughter, Dolly, heavily pregnant and with her young son in tow, come to visit Poplar. Dolly is near her due date, and when Chummy notices her swelled ankles and she and Dolly complains of a headache, a diagnosis of toxemia is given. Dolly is put on bed rest, and Fred is charged with taking care of his grandson with humorous results. Dolly delivers a healthy baby girl, and Fred dispenses some wise parenting advice to Chummy just before she goes into labor herself. Chummy starts off normally at Nonata's house with everyone surrounding to help, but a serious hemorrhage sends her to the hospital, and a night of anxious anticipation for Peter and all the women begins. Happily, Chummy delivers a healthy baby boy and recovers fully. We also see Jimmy return to Poplar, this time with a friend, Alec Jesmond, and assessment equipment in tow. The men let slip that Nonata's house is due for demolition, and Alec works hard to get Jenny's attention. They end up going on a date, and Jimmy's encouragement to Jenny to be happy helps this along. Last but never least, Sister Bernadette has gotten a clean bill of health and is allowed to leave the sanitarium. She lets Sister Julianne know she will not be returning as a nun and plans are put in motion to release her from religious life. As she is preparing to leave, Sister Bernadette calls Dr. Turner and they reveal their feelings for each other. When he goes to pick her up, they have an emotional moment. Sister Bernadette is now Sheila and Dr. Turner, Patrick. It's in the clinic that they take an even bigger step, getting engaged so girls i can't even contain myself i actually thought to myself just a minute ago dare i say it but this is an episode where like 
nothing terribly tragic or existentially horrible happens to anyone is that even yeah, but possible? it's also so like pivotal in like so many storylines as well like it's literally ridiculous how many storylines all kind of get <laughs> happening at what like you know yeah yeah i'm getting engaged like it was but it all moved really quickly as well yes yes but, like so but, you know, they did blow into a frog's bum <laughs> <laughs> Which one should we talk about first? Oh, um, well, should we just kind of go, you know, so we can kind of keep ramping it up in terms of things, like maybe do Fred and his daughter, then Jimmy Jenny, then um, Chummy, and then Sister Bernadette. Finish with yeah. Like, well, I, think we should really do Dolly. I think Dolly is kind of intertwined with Chummy as well, though. So let's do Dolly and Chummy kind of oh. at the same time. Yes, yes. I love the bit where Fred took Dolly to the clinic and he wore his best suit, even oh though he knows everybody there. I've got one written down, but it's like, uh, but also the, my favourite part was when he first, she first got there and she was in like this van and he was like, how did you afford that? And she was like, oh, I rented it dead. But then they were like, baby, it's five hours it's taken if she's pregnant. They, they have a lovely chat for ages outside rather than like go and get the baby from the boots who's just <laughs> sat there crying. And by the way, yeah, this baby has just been tumbling around that back of the van for five hours, just like boop, 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 like flinging across like a little pinball machine, probably. Also, she said she had to go to the bathroom so bad, but she was she didn't even go in to go to the bathroom, which made me laugh. Um, oh, wait. Also, another hilarious moment was when after Dolly goes into the hospital, Fred is taking care of the little boy and he comes in and she's she gives him she gives the grandson, her little son, a hug. And she's like, oh, dad, what's that smell? She's like and he says a name. I don't know what the name is or whatever, but it's a shampoo. It's like it's like hair. Silvacrin. And she washed he washed the whole baby in hair shampoo, which, oh, my God. <laughs> really had me going like technically fact- not wrong but just so oh man I mean Fred was really good with the baby considering he had to look after him but he yeah. also held him at arm's length the whole time <laughs> well, I, think that's quite- his- <laughs> I think that's quite I think that's quite like telling them fa- yeah yeah my dad was and, like that with a look on his tiny face- baby he just never wanted to hold him when he did he just looked really uncomfortable and like she was just like <laughs> And and then when he um when that when that part where he was holding the baby and he like put his hand on the bum and he realized it was wet and you could just see and he was just like uh like what do I do with this now you know like who can I pass this off to and he realized he was gonna have to change a diaper which oh so funny so funny um but on a more heartening note Dolly gives birth oh well, actually wait this is one more funny thing so Dolly gives birth the baby comes out Chummy's holding it and she's like oh Fred would you like to meet your new grandson or new grandchild and he's like yeah and then he picked and then he holds the baby he's like oh what a little bruiser look at that face you know like battling all days long you know like that whole thing and then she's like yeah it's actually a little girl and he's like oh <laughs> And she's like, she's like, they just had a bit of a difficult birth, and she looks kind of banged up right now. But that'll all go yeah, away in like said, a day. Like a little swelling around the eyes is normal. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is. I'm not gonna lie. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> um, we've missed another bit as well. When Dolly, so basically Dolly comes and she's got not preeclampsia. What she got? Toxemia. Well done, ladies. Um, but she's like, they're crying because she's got into going to hospital and like lie down, like. I honestly watched it last night really tired. I thought, you know what? I would love that. I would love <laughs> to just lie down in hospital for a week and just have my daughter like at the window for 10 minutes waving. 
<laughs> to me. I'm like, do you know what? Don't cry. And then she's there singing Catching Falling Star, like crying, Catching Falling Star. <laughs> Um, but but the thing about this storyline was it was very um, what's the word? It was all intertwined with Chummies because obviously Chummy was there for her birth, mm-hmm. um, and obviously her birth actually went quite well considering she had toxemia and a splitting head. But oh, we've got a splitting headache. And also, can I just say she spoke about pies. What has she done, Bex, with the with the kidneys or the what was she? She said she was doing something with the. She made a steak and kidney pie. Yeah, but she was like, I've squeezed the tubings or something. I thought you'd know that. Don't worry. I that. I, she she said something that like she she made an alteration to the recipe because she only had she didn't have enough kidney, but I don't I don't now remember what she said she did to 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 the pie. So sorry. Well, right, right. Right. Yeah. So when she came in, basically she came in to drop a pie off to Fred, and um, so we, we fast forwarded a lot. So she came in to drop a pie to Fred. And she was wearing her slippers because her feet were massive. And to be fair, we all go out like that anyway. I go out there and I'm not pregnant. Um, <laughs> but she was just like, oh, Anthony must have been outside because she was just on her own. You know what I mean? Like, they leave him outside in the pram. Oh, she literally and- rolled up and just, like, swung the swung the uh, pram into the corner. Like, <laughs> like it was an empty grocery cart where you, like, just, you know, like, push it really hard to roll so- it back into the little thing. Like, that's what she but- did with her baby. Kill me and Fred are doing, like, the scouts or whatever, cubs. And um, and he's all like, oh yeah, I forgot my pet lunch or whatever. And she's like, here you go. Oh, you get your head if you want to. Anyway, she's like, cool. Uh, Chummy's like, oh, excuse me, uh, Dolly. Um, has that been long? And she's like, oh yeah, just a little bit. She's like, I just want to test your pee. And she's like, oh, that in a good cup, a good china cup. Anyway, so she's like, oh, I've got a head as well. And Chummy's looking really, really worried. But then did you notice how Dolly was like sat down? I don't think she's supposed to be the brightest because she just sat there. Dead happy, like looking at her, like and Chummy's there <laughs> boiling a piss, being like, "Oh, I think something might be wrong." Doctor Turner, and she goes to Doctor Turner, and her face is still like, "Oh, yeah, everything's great." Like she hadn't noticed anything was wrong. I didn't I notice. No, I, I I agree with you. She's she's got the same kind of you know generally happy go lucky attitude as her dad, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but actually, along with Dolly, but. To, to, to your point about how the two storylines are so intertwined and I thought about this after I'd watched the episode because we always talk about how good the writing is and just have to give this call out to the writing and I didn't put this together until later but this just shows Chummy is painting or uh, you know doing the crib with Peter they're like you know sitting there painting the crib and she's talking about how she just got a letter from her mother that says oh I'm on my way to Papua New Guinea or something some you know new place or whatever and she's like you know I, I know she's always kind of been like not really around but at the same time like you know I'm about to give birth like I'm having all these feelings about being a parent and all that kind of stuff like that and I just kind of didn't think I would be like really just so alone basically in this process and she's got people she loves but you know it's like her yeah. immediate family is what she's talking about and Peter, I kind of, I, I, I know, I, I hate to say a word against Peter, but he was kind of like, well, anyway, sorry, you know, like also, by the way, you missed a spot, and I was just like, okay, you're, whatever, you're not really being. He's always here. like that. He just does what she wants. He's not like I know, any, but... char- any character. He's just a doormat. In this episode, though, considering it's the birth of his son, he is quite, yeah. Not- here episode yeah he called oh, the bit when he was in the corridor so hang on we fast forward anyways this, anyways right? anyway so let me just finish this so she says that about family right she's like and she's worried about being a good mom she doesn't know how to be a good mom da, 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 da. well anyways fast forward fred is holding the little little baby girl and he says you know like when i grew up i had basically a really tough family and a really a father that didn't really provide for me and so i said to myself i'm gonna give my girls my kids whoever i have 
you know, like shoe leather, food to eat every day, a house, you know, like my loving attention. I'm going to be a really good dad. And Chummy says, oh, yeah, you know, and he says, you know, what I realized is that parenting is about proximity. And as long as you're there, a lot of other stuff isn't as important as you like really being there for your kids. Like, the security, you know, them knowing, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that was Chummy's exact issue that she was working out for herself. You know, that was exactly what she was talking about in that scene with the crib. And it, you could, you know, you could see in her face when she's listening to that, that it really clicked. And so just the way that like she, like the, the writing of the show, like both asked a question and then answered it, but in this really beautiful way. Also, I love the way he said proximity, proximity, <laughs> proximity. He said it really weirdly and I loved it. Um, but hang on, I feel like we've got, we've fast forwarded a lot there, but that was the most beautiful scene. I totally cried on that scene because it was oh just gorgeous. The way, it, the way he even said it, like it was just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about the first scene in it when uh, Cynthia and um, who is it? Cynthia? Jenny and Shummy. Is it Jenny and Shummy? Um, they're doing the they're washing all of Cynthia's old baby clothes and they're like there with all the 1950s stuff and like this and that they're talking about the fact that Cynthia's mum's like had these for ages and obviously you know saying that she's probably only 22 or something isn't she <laughs> <laughs> but they're talking about the uh so the cleaning of all these clothes and you know it's all lovely but then there's like oh this mother of pearl buttons they're from my mother's wedding dress and just as she does it uh, Chummy puts it through the mangler now Crunch. I don't want to say yeah, but I don't want to say her name in, in on this podcast because, you know, she'll be inundated. But do you remember our friend from uni saying that her mum still used a mangler at home? Wait a minute. And I was like, what do you mean still used a mangler? Like, who uses a mangler? It's like, we went to uni in like 99. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me off air who that was. I totally forget that. You remember Bex? No. I, I just remember thinking, what? Well, you're going to be like, what? And then you'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought I thought that'd be a well, really good talking point. Wasn't we, we we've joked a lot about the fact that we're literally like a hundred years old, so maybe it wasn't that weird that some of our mothers used a mangler to like clean their clothes. So, yeah, but I honestly don't even think many people did. My parents didn't know. Well, so. what I what I thought of when she did that was I was like chummy my babes like it's a sweater okay like it's just if it's wet just like twist it a little bit and then you have to lay it flat anyway because you're dealing with all wool and stuff it's like they don't have a tumble dry like just rinse it well you think she'd know that after being in the uh you think she'd know that after being at the royal school of uh needlework wherever it was and also jimmy was in the uh in the airing cupboard or wherever it was But also, she didn't seem very concerned about getting stuff ready for the baby, considering she's a midwife who kind of works with expectant mothers every day. She kind of did explain that, though, in her existential crisis. By the way, I was exactly the same. We're not ready for this. How are we going to do this? What's going to happen? I don't know how to be a parent. What we got? I was exactly the same. And to be fair, after a while of me going on about it like that, John was a bit like, my husband was a bit like Peter. He's a bit like, yeah, 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 you'll be fine. Don't worry. (laughs) Like, (laughs) sure, I'm sick of hearing it. I don't know anybody Um, who, like, really, really does everything gets ready for the first baby i feel like everyone when they have their first one is just like totally actually do you remember there's somebody we know and i'll mention the name off <laughs> but <laughs> their sister had a baby and her mum was like right we'll get the stuff ready for the baby because she had the baby quite young and she was like right i've got this list of stuff we need to buy and she was like we need three baby grows and this person thought she just needed three baby grows in life <laughs> <laughs> 
And her mum was like, no, this is literally what's going in the hospital bag. You need more than this. <laughs> I had five in the hospital bag and she was sick on every single one. I had to like borrow <laughs> off people. It was awful. Um, also, right, on, back onto, you know, we call the midwife where we're in. Um, uh-huh. Poor Peter, living in that bloody nunnery. Like he's there. And like, I just was like, oh my goodness. I, like, did, feel, I did feel awkward, like so awkward just staying with all those women. But also put the toilet seat down. Yes. Also, like it, he was like, oh, someone's been in the bathroom for a while. Okay, I just cannot believe there's only one bathroom first off. Second off, like, yes, someone isn't, like taking a bath takes time. This is one of, I don't really, I don't like baths, but like taking a bath takes like at least a half an hour to 45 minutes because you have to fill the whole, I mean, he was like, oh, someone's been in there a long time. Like it was a bad thing. Like they, you know, had some kind of like bowel issue or whatever. It's like, no, just someone went in there to take a bath. And Sister Evangelina was exactly right. And ex- and so hilarious when she like <laughs> dressed them down in the last 33 seconds she had before Compline started in silence. And then when Chummy is like, well, I, and she's like, no, nope <laughs> they, she silences them it was so good i felt for chummy as well because she's like caught in the middle and heavily pregnant and that existential crisis is obviously not helping like <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so she goes so obviously uh, one other thing that was amazing by the way you know when um dr turner's called for with the, the they're throwing the air into the frog's bums for the for the cubs and stuff and dr turner's yeah. there and um and anyway they like uh they have to go to the doc they have to go to hospital and he's like I'll take her and Timothy again it's like what about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about says, me? Timothy, you just help clear up. No thought of what he's gonna do after he's helped clear up, where he's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Gonna find him again. Yeah. And Timothy is actually like he's hilarious many, many times in this episode. He actually was really like doing a lot of work in this episode. But the line that like both like kind of had me like I was kind of smiling, but then I also really was like, oh wow, you know when someone says something deceptively revealing about them, you know, like they like they say, you know, they they make a comment that seems very offhand, but if you thought about it, you're like, oh wow, like you're really like giving us like a big window into you. But like when Tim is like sweeping the parish hall. And someone oh, yeah, says something to him about it. And he says, oh, yeah, my dad always said to me, you never know, you might be alone one day and you have to learn how to take care of yourself. And I just thought, oh, Tim, oh, my gosh. I mean, like, Dr. Turner's not wrong. And, like, you yeah, understand wrong why that... You, well, you say one day, he's alone every slapping night. Like <laughs> That's why I've literally made that note. He's on his own now. He doesn't need to yeah. prepare for like, life. He's on his own yeah. now. Well, and, and it's... And Dr... I mean, like, look, we all love Dr. Turner, but he's he's, like he's acting like he still has another parent that's going to be taking care of this child. Like, I mean, God, thank, I mean, not to spoil anything, but like, thank God he got engaged five seconds after, you know, sister Bernadette got out of the sanitarium because I mean, my Lord, that man needs a wife. So, so bad. No one has ever needed one more. Right. Now let's stick to the chummy thing. Now let's go back on. So basically chummy uh, helps Jenny Lee deliver um, Dolly's baby and everyone's, okay. you think that's going to be the, the scary birth story right because she's got toxemia but actually it all turns out well she has a bruised little girl and she's a gorgeous little thing but she called samantha i like yeah. that it's a very a very name modern name. name yeah i love that um but then chummy's all like well the labor's going on and then she says to jenny i'm just getting caught up in the excitement what like as if anyone's gonna be like <laughs> oh, oh yeah insane exciting <laughs> Um, so anyway, so then she starts going to labor and they're all like bustling around James, throwing towels up the stairs. Like mm-hmm. they're making jokes to... about enemas and everything. 
Oh, yeah, well, Sister Evangelina was gleefully doing the enema stuff with joy. <laughs> she was just like, oh, hi, and a hell of a lot. She was like, you don't do it, I will. <laughs> um, But where was Jane in this episode, by the way? She was hardly in it, that upset. Um, well, she's about to disappear into the ether, you know, very quick, so. Well, no, but I did love Jane when they went to the nightclub. Oh, same, same. But again, we'll go on that in a second. I yeah. know, we have to wrap up Chummy, Chummy quick, because we got so much uh, else to cover. I have to say about Chummy, because obviously she has... What did she have a some um uh, something placenta a placental abruption 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 yes. yes 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 if that was any other mother they would have been like come on we need to get this baby out they would have basically <laughs> forced her to keep pushing whereas they just seem to oh no you can't force them to keep pushing she needed a cesarean didn't she oh okay well that's, that's what, what i'm wondering had. i was like are they gonna how is this gonna they did they were really vague about how she went died. into surgery no she went into surgery they have to surgery, have a cesarean surgery. for that okay okay so um it basically means that there's no way she could have given birth that there was there's no way she could have given birth over, naturally yeah, yeah yeah so um so poor peter was waiting downstairs and getting told off by sister evangelina while all this was going on so then yeah. they they basically like come on um come on chummy let's turn you around or whatever and then literally find all this blood everywhere and the panic can i just say when i first Honestly, I, when I first watched this, I was just like, what? How are you doing this to us? Because this was obviously supposed to be the happy birth. You know, we mm. just had toxemia. We mm. were all, that was the worrying one. This wasn't supposed to be. So the shock, the shock. Um, so yeah, then she gets, then Jenny Lee wings the hospital. They're all crying, every single one of them. I'm a bit like, you know, just, you know, calm down in front of Chummy. Um, and then Sister Evangelina being upset absolutely killed me. I just burst into tears. Oh my God. Oh. Don't get me started when she almost went into the ambulance and then she was like, wait, 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 no, Peter wants to go. And like, if only one of us can go, I guess I do have to let him be the one because she was so I ready would, to like. I'd be, I'd be in the ambulance. I'd be like, you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you'd like, to him. Yeah, I'd want Sister Evangelina more than my husband, to be honest with you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm not even married, but that's what my choice would be. Yeah. I am and I would. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, we know your husband, so. Oh. that's a joke that's a joke obviously <laughs> um but yeah so obviously they're all really worried they go off to hospital and they're all just sat there waiting and they're like discussing like the fact that they've seen loads of families do this before they've never actually waited themselves like this um, that's and what then Jen- angelina says she's like now i understand exactly and then they were talking about how um i think it was trixie saying we don't have the number for Madeira, we don't have the number for a family Cynthia and they said that Oh, right. And then, but then Jenny's like, yesterday, Chummy's family is here right in this room. And it was like a really lovely, oh, poignant moment. That's and when then, I started really going. What did they do then? They what knitted they that blanket all sewing, night long. Yeah. Again, sewing, you see. A sewing's a common theme for showing love. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. Also, when they turned up at the hospital, like we would have turned up with that in a bag for life. Whereas yeah. they turned up in a beautifully... I know it was the 50s. They didn't have a Tesco bag for life. But <laughs> I like an Aldi one. It's just the foil wrapping inside. <laughs> so just a word, Tesco and Aldi are grocery stores. So you're talking about just like showing up with like a plastic shopping bag that you'd like put a yeah. gallon of milk in. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Like Target or Walmart. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But just the way they turned up with a brown paper package. Just lovely. Oh. string. Well, yeah. and Jenny and Julie, Sister Julian putting that blanket over her. I mean, again, just the tears were like. Oh well, just before gosh. that, Peter crying in the corridor. Like, you don't know what's happened. And he's crying in the corridor. So you think he's been told. Like, yeah, yeah. Ugh, oh, that. and when, then when Sister Julian put the baby in Chummy's arms and she woke up and put her hand. Oh, my gosh. Oh and my then gosh. he was like, Camilla. And I always forget she's called Camilla because I always think Chummy. And he's like, Camilla, we've got a little boy. 
And then she opened her eyes and said, and I cried my heart out. <laughs> oh, thank God it all worked out. Oh, and actually, Chummy was wearing her wedding outfit when they went to the baptism. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but I noticed it. Oh, I didn't notice. But I did love that they had a joint christening with um, Dolly. Yeah. And yeah. Becky, do you want to reveal what the baby was called? She named him Fred. Which uh, past listeners will note that Trixie slagged off quite recently <laughs> when they were naming baby Raymond Namartha. She was like, Fred? No one calls her baby Fred anymore. Well, Chummy does. So she's yeah. Just- and she named him after Fred Buckle because of that amazing proximity. 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 Yeah, he proximity showed nurse, her how to be a good friend. parent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I, Nurse Noakes. Um, okay, I I love the storyline, but we got we have so much left to talk right, about. We need to talk about Alex Jesmond first, yes, and then yes. Trinidad. Yes, um, he's a bit of a creep when he first turns up. Like he's all smiling, going pretty nurses. It was weird. Uh, but I have to shout out Trixie who immediately referred to the theodolite Uh, that i was like you're speaking greek to me girl i didn't know what i didn't know i mean i i she looked was i knew what she was referencing because of that she looked at it but like i would have i wouldn't have even had any clue what that thing was but i love i loved when because so they go on a date well jamie sets it up jamie Jamie, the first first (laughs) off though he goes to fix the scooter doesn't he and he asks her out yeah, as if yeah. someone that posh could fix a scooter. I'm sorry, he went to bloody you know, rugby or something. Well, no, he learned it. how to when he lived in Rome for a while. Ew. Well, that just shows it. Anyway, <laughs> did anyone yeah. else think when um, Jenny is talking to Jimmy about the baby, and Jimmy says it, it turned out more all right than I dared hope? Do you think Jenny looked a bit disappointed that it all worked out well? Oh, yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say that, but I just felt like she was kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, like even like I again, I have to go back to the whole like, like if you like ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend vibes, because it was almost like even if you see your ex-boyfriend and like you dumped him and like you didn't want to be with him anymore like that, if you see him like happy and in a new relationship first yeah. and like genuinely happy you're like wait a minute you know what I mean like well, I she was really awkward she was like nursing yes nursing's becoming the thing that means most to me like she was really awkward it just I know it was supposed to show the awkwardness between them and I know nursing is really important to it but it was the way she said it it was a very awkward scene and I know they did that because it was being awkward and stuff but also can I just say the bit where um Alec was like riding around on his on the scooter and she was riding around on her oh. bike. And she, he was like, I won't give up. Like, mm, all right, sex pest, hashtag me too movement. Like, <laughs> Well, and when he says, like, he's like, oh, I really want to get you to go on a date with me, but, like, I'll settle for a smile. And yeah. I just had in my notes something about, like, just it is eternally creepy for men to just yes. force women to smile because they want to see a pretty face or, like, a, like a, a, a sweet face or, like, a you know, like a lovely. I was just like. And the thing is, again, this is where it, it was, it was totally not like, I was like, this is the kind of storyline. And again, nothing to the writers have called midwives because we love them all. But like, this is exactly the kind of behavior that gets women into so much trouble because it's like, you literally say, no, I'm not interested to a guy. And then it's like, oh no, I just have to keep going. I just have to keep asking you again. I just have to keep showing up where you are. I have to get my friend to get you to go to a thing that I'm at. And then da, 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 da. And it's just like, no, just take no for an answer. That's all you have to do. Like, but, um, think, yeah, well, I think he's been schooled by Jimmy on this because yeah. she came around too late to the fact that she liked Jimmy. So I think Jimmy's like, no, she's going to be 
she's going to be resistant to this. We need to just go in hard. Well, Jimmy can't take a hint either. But the thing is, Jimmy can't take a hint either because he was he was the exact same with her like a year ago. Basically, he was like, yeah, but then she realized too late. But also, Jen, you you are correct. But the writers have decided that Jenny needs to just (laughs) absolutely give in to this sex pest behavior. Um, she does need to chill out and be like, you know, she does need to live a life and realise that nursing's not the be-all and end-all of everything she wants. And don't get me wrong, it's an amazing vocation. But, like, you know, she, she does need to go out and live a life and she is young, and, you know. Um, can I just... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's also said, you know, they, so then they went to the dance and they had a big dance together and she finally was like thawing towards him and stuff. And he was also tri- Trixie's face when she sees them dancing. She's like, oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was so it good. reminds me I a know. lot of you. Um, but no, do you know what else got me? The um, how quiet it was at night, first off, but also their star knowledge. I felt so thick. They knew everything about the stars and they've not got Google. I was like, properly <laughs> like, they were saying, oh, yes, what's that? And you'd pass the room and, and I was like, come on, I don't know any of this. Well, wait, what was what was the thing that they were actually talking about? Because they mentioned some constellation like the Roman cup or something like that. And I was like, I've literally never heard of that. Is it like a thing where like, like different geographical zones have like different, you know, like you can Is see different parts of the night sky? <laughs> no, because you have summer star constellations and you have winter. But I That's think we all, have the, we all have the same. But we'll really? eat. Well, they well, might have different like, names in the UK to to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll 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 like tell this on my own country. Like, you guys will often keep like a really fancy formal name for something, and we'll call it like, you know, like the green squab, or you know, or you know what I mean. Like, you guys will like you guys like Jenny would say like the Pleiades, and we'd be like, oh, the three sisters, or you know, just like the dumber version of it, just to get the gist across. Like, we Americans do kind of dumb things down a little bit more than. <laughs> than y'all do we so did not, we did not say that american listeners i know that was not listen, I, I listen british people do their own nonsense but i'm just owning up to my own cultural like you know ways so, so anyway it made me feel really thick but also alec let slip about the demolition oh yeah uh, that was unprofessional <laughs> also i tell you what it was really lovely at the end of this like kind of storyline so we'll skip loads of stuff but basically because we're going to talk about turn of Death, but at the end jimmy sends a um a postcard being like, um, oh, be happy with yeah. Jimmy. And it was the picture of them two smiling. And I thought that was so lovely. And it was good advice. It was really nice. It was really nice. Jimmy's also, a good is guy. Alex, is Alex bought that bike now? Because he was just on the end of it going on. Yeah, like, they just went on a date on it. Yeah. I was you like, have you asked permission from the 
Well, yeah, at the, at the start of last episode, Sister Julianne was like, it's not to go on holiday. Well, apparently it is to met random men who don't even own it. I mean, I, I thought it was weird that Jenny opened her letter and then left it out in public. Like, I was like, anyone could come and look at that stack of mail and see what uh, what was in there. I mean, I don't know. I... But I think it's symbolic that she's putting Jimmy to one side. Yes. Oh. And also, the nun, they're nuns. Like, surely they should have some kind of code of ethics. Their code of ethics is questionable because they're okay with incest. Um, you girls, you girls. Yeah. My goodness. Right, let's go on to the main thing, Turner Depp now, right? Okay. Now, right, can I just all, I've written, written down here, Sister Monica Joan taking the effing cake. So Sister <laughs> Julianne goes to visit, <laughs> literally taking the cake. So Sister Julianne goes to visit uh, Sister Bernadette. Well, just Bernadette. No, not the name's not even Bernadette now, is it? It's Sheila. Um, she's gone to visit Sheila in the sanatorium. And um, and she says she doesn't feel able to wear the, the habit. Her, uh, Sister Julianne's face when she said it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think she was shocked. I know, but I was just like, she's also sad. She's missing, you know, she really relies on her as well. And she, you know, they've lived together for years. She probably sees her like as a little sister slash daughter. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and she's leaving. And also, you know, she was also very, very good natured about not having another slice of cake. I'd be well annoyed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, even just the way she says it, she's like, oh, Sister Monica Joan decided to spare it the journey, you know, like. Oh my God, your diplomacy is just, I mean, get her to the UN. Like this woman could negotiate world peace in like three hours. The scene that really killed me with, with sister Julianne and Sheila was when, um, was when Sheila was signing all the paperwork to like actually leave and like get her, you know, like what Uh she had to come in with back to her and everything. And when they got up and they hugged and she's, you know, and they put her head into her. Yeah, yeah. And she said, you know, like, oh, my sweet friend, you know, like, I'll, I'll yeah. dearly miss you and everything. And she wasn't really going anywhere. But like, she was going to be gone, you know, like the person yeah. that Sister Bernadette was, was going to be kind of over. And now this new person was taking her place. And like, oh, before oh, that, I was there was so another much. scene that killed me. This was just a was it Sister Evangelina with the shoes? Yes, it was. Oh, yes, it was. Was, was really concerned that she was going to look outdated. And, and she, she was just did. so upset for her. Also, yeah. can I just say as well, in Compline, in Chapel, there were those bloody extra nuns again. There were six nuns. <laughs> I, know, I noticed it myself because I was like, oh, Alex is going to talk about this, these mysterious six nuns. Also, um, can I just go, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say in terms of the old clothes and everything, because Sister Evangeline was talking about how, Evangelina was talking about how, you know, like all the, there were so many, you know, young nuns that came in and they they took the name Bernadette because of that movie that she references. But then it got me thinking like the timeline she says oh she came in in 1948 so then she was been in the you know been a full nun for like maybe almost 10 years something yeah. like that and yeah. I thought to myself okay so if she's been if she's been a nun and, and we, I've never thought about this ever before but if she's been a nun and at Poplar for like a long time then surely she would have known Dr. Turner's deceased wife like his late wife basically and I and yeah. like I mean, they reference He's been her. Waiting for her to die, Jen. Well, this is the thing. I'm like, I mean, like, it just, it was just, I don't know why it never clicked, but like, they never ever mention that there was any, like, they they always act like, like Dr. Turner's wife is just gone, like she's just, you know, like we a vapor or whatever. What happened to her? No, she had cancer. No, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, um, anything because she was a young woman, but like, you know, I was like, oh, like it didn't, 
I don't know just something about the fact that like no mention is made of like Sheila even saying anything about like oh I knew you know Barbara or whatever and she was you know uh, nothing I mean I don't know nothing like I know they had a lot to pack in this episode but anyways I need to so Dr. Turner finds out that um Sheila is leaving the sanatorium and he insists on coming to collect her well I'm going um, on just really quick though before that um but Obviously, Timothy sends that dead butterfly, which was yes. sure zero last week. <laughs> and she sends a letter back to Timothy. Like, yeah. Dr. Turner had zero chill when he was like, what's in the letter? <laughs> <laughs> did you say anything? Just... Can you read it to me? What is it? What did she say? Yeah, it was lols. Anyway, sorry, oh. carry on, Bex. So I was just going to say, so when Dr. Turner basically is rushing to go and collect her from the sanatorium because he wants to pick her up, he didn't want her to get public transport back. I just love the bit where Timothy just pops up in the car. Oh, no. <laughs> Dr. Turner had no idea where he was. He thought he was off cleaning some equipment. But also, thinking that Timothy was off cleaning equipment, he didn't think to tell Tim that he was going on this 60-mile no, trip. He doesn't yeah. care. He doesn't care about his son. He's not well, also, just, I totally agree, but I also like the way Timothy was out the window like a dog. Um. <laughs> I wrote that in my I wrote that in my notes. That's so dangerous. Like he was literally like, I'll keep a lookout. It's like, Tim, the windshield is literally clear. You can just see her through the windshield. But he was like, no, well, hang on. This is the episode where body. Anthony was just bouncing around in the back of the van. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But no, before that, just before that, though, the, the, the phone call between Sheila and Dr. Turner. Oh, my They Lord. didn't even get to say the first names to each other. And it no. was amazing. And he was like on his holidays cleaning medical stuff, Timothy. And they were on this thing. And it was like a really, oh my God, the the tension there. Like it was like this really like, hello, it's me. <laughs> and it's like about to say his name. And then Dolly was about to go into labor and he had to leave. She's like, I understand. And then anyway, so they go off. Wait, 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 wait. Let me about about that phone call though. I just have to tell you that the like I mean, just amazing, amazing that Sheila was like, I'm literally going to ghost this guy for six months while I sit in a sanatorium and like sleep and read books and like analyze dead bugs as kids and everything. Yeah. And then, and then she's going to, and then she's literally, you know, going to read all the letters, but never reply. Like, like totally just, you know, like leave him on red literally for like this whole time. And then she's going to call him up and be like, oh, I'm going up, you know, da, da, da. like, well, if you're still waiting for me, then I guess, you know, and I just was like, wow, Sheila, like for somebody who like, is, you know, like, quote, doing, you know, like leaving all, I was just like, my God, girl, like, you've really got some cheek to be able to like, pull this off and like some real confidence in where you're going. Cause yeah, but I think she knew because I think in the letter he was like, "Did I say too much? Did I say too little?" So obviously he's like, "I love you" in the letter, so she's got confidence because she's got it in black and white. Oh I well, Doctor Turner has uh, really. No they I mean, know each was... other. I mean, they say themselves they know each other so little, but they literally know each other in a work capacity and in a Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer capacity as well because he kissed a hand last week. Uh... <laughs> Don't be weird. <laughs> but anyway, also, so anyway, how did they find her? How did they find her? She got on the wrong bus or something, and then they yeah. still found. Oh well, my Timothy, god! Timothy out right. like a little dog, like a little uh, little detective dog, like a sniffer dog, is out the out of the car looking for. Her. And he's like, um, "There's a woman in the wrong clothes, but I think it's her." And then Doctor Doctor Turner's like, "Sitting in the car, Timothy." So Timothy's like <laughs> sitting in the car, and he's like, um, "What if you got lost?" And she was like, "I was lost," which is like this really prophetic thing that then she says, "I got oh, the yeah. wrong bus." I got the wrong bus. I was like, oh. <laughs> "I thought it was like this really prophetic." But thing. also when he. The, he gets out the car and the first thing he does is feel her forehead in that 
very tense oh, yeah. sexual way. <laughs> I know. Well, also the other thing I just couldn't even, and, and this is something that always like I love scenes like this. I watch. I've watched every romantic comedy ever made on earth, but like these kind of details always drive my brain crazy. Is like it. He said in the phone call. It's a 30 mile drive from where you are to where I am. And she's walking. She's walking with like her little two inch. Yeah, but she was probably trying to walk back to the other bus stop where she got it from originally. That's what I would do. We all saw the road she was on. There was nothing for ages. It's not like, oh, oh, right. There was a bus stop about two miles back, Jen. Calm down. Oh my Uh, God. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like that. Nowhere. you took through the Lake District, Jen, where they were like the pubs just over the hill. Yeah, and and ten miles later, we finally we finally got there. So I'm not gonna like oh. it. I was really, really, really annoyed at that. Um, yeah. Okay. So they told, they told us there was a pub at the top of the hill, and there wasn't a pub at the top of the hill. And me and Jen had to climb a hill, and we were really annoyed. <laughs> Why we thought there was a pub at the top of the hill, I'll never know. But yeah. So then they're like, "Oh, I'm." I hardly know you, but I'm completely certain. And I don't even know your name. And then they tell each other their names. And her name is really quite disappointing. Sorry to all the Sheilas out there, but I was expecting something really like pretty and Scottish. And she's like, it's Sheila. And he's like, I'm Patrick. And Timothy's just sat there like watching. Weird. <laughs> so lovely. It was, were... so emba- it was gorgeous. It, yeah. I mean, these kind of scenes are always like, oh, did you guys? I really thought they were going to kiss, but they didn't. Yeah, but she's. I didn't think they were going to kiss. Like, I think she's. It's quite chaste. She's a nun. She's just been a nun. Like, I think she's like that's enough for now. I think it's a lot for her to do. She's just been a nun. She's been married to Jesus. Well, okay, okay. Then I then I'll just say this. I thought they were going to kiss in this episode in a in the um, next scene. And you would think that they would have kissed before he proposed to her. I no, mean... I'm gonna I'm gonna say no still. I'm but, all about the chasteness. Fair. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here for chasteness. But, honey, if you're going to put a ring on it, I want a smooch. I mean, you got to get something out of that deal. Also, they literally they barely held hands. It's like, I mean, the pent-up um, feelings were, like, so intense. Like, get it. He has kissed a cup, though, so. Um, but, no, do you know what uh, else really annoyed me? Did, did Sister Bernadette, no, Sheila now, did she ever mention the doctor? To Juliet, to Juliet, because I don't think she did. Wait, I just mentioned having it's... a crush on Dr. Turner, or like, yeah, like she didn't even her? did she even mention that she was confused and maybe thought she had feelings for Dr. Like, that's gonna be a no. massive surprise. <laughs> no, she never says it explicitly, she always just says, like, oh, it's I'm I still have my faith, but I just feel like I'm being called to something different, basically. Yeah, like yeah, but... she just wants different things from her life. She confided in like her old pal for however many years like you know actually i fancy the doctor and his wife's dead now so off we're hot like you know what i mean here here's the thing though like i i and this was actually something i thought about like in later later um like i won't spoil it but like in later um series of this show like with other nuns who come along and kind of seem to give like a look here and there to like whatever um I mean, the thing is, okay, think about it. You're becoming a nun really young. Like, I mean, they all say like, oh, the young postulates and everything. You're thinking like girls between the age of like, you know, kind of college age, like 18 to 22-ish kind of vibes. Yeah. Like 18 to, I mean, now nothing wrong with becoming a nun, but like it is a really huge commitment to say, okay, I'm going to live my whole life like doing this, like forsaking every like romantic relationship, like every, I mean, even, I mean, you're, it's almost like going in the military, you know, like they say many times in the show, like it's not, you don't go where you want to go. You go where you're called or you're told to go as a, as a sister, as a nun. And so it's like, that's a lot to sign up for at a young age. And like, 
I wonder, I mean, again, I, you know, I don't want to overthink it, but like, I wonder if Sheila was like, well, listen, I made this commitment when I was, you know, this age and I didn't really have a family and like, I kind of didn't know what I was going to do. And then now like I'm 30 beep or whatever. And I, you know, like I've got a crush on this guy. He seems like he's really into it as well. And like, I feel like I could, you know, kind of make it work with him and his family, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I want that, you know, like, and like, I think it would be hard to just say that like, yeah, I, I haven't lost any of my faith, but I just, I, I want to do something different. I don't want to like forsake all of these life experiences for, you know, the nun lifestyle, you know? Yeah, but I get that. But still, like, my sister Julianne knows him. She's very much works with him every day. You think she'd say like, you know what, actually, I think Dr. Turner and me, woof, we've got well, something. I mean, the thing is, they, I think that, I mean, I don't, I don't remember because I haven't watched it in a minute, but like, I think the next episode is a Christmas episode and I think they just go straight to getting married. Like, yeah, they do. The next episode and everyone's just and like, no one, oh, no, 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 you know, like no one, I don't think really comments on it. No, well, I just think they maybe should have had a scene where Sister Julianne was like, what, who is it? And she's like, Patrick. She's like, ah. <laughs> and then she's he like, wait, that guy? She's like, that guy, that guy, the guy who literally like is bumbling around town, can't take care of his kid, like overbooks himself and is literally eating cold noodles every night for dinner. That guy, that's Can we just talk about the proposal though in the community hall kitchen where they got really hot and heavy over boilers? Um... (laughs) Wait, sorry, Bex, Bex, you need to be allowed to say something about this because I I think we both just totally railroaded you for like the last 10 minutes. Like go, you, you, you should give us your opinions on this. I mean, I, I maybe maybe you don't want to maybe you don't, I don't want to push you, but I'm just saying like I feel like I've been like interrupting so many so much in this episode. Well, I mean, the propose I just thought it was very quick. It was, it was, <laughs> it was cute. The please will you marry my dad? Won it? Can I just tell you, I had such a laugh though because when I was watching it and and he goes, oh, he's like, I've got something for you. She's like, oh, Patrick. Also, by the way, the lulls that I had when she like parted that like curtain and everything and she was still just wearing like a brown tweed suit and he was like <gasps> like looking at her like she had on the most uh, like gorgeous like he was like you know like the reveal scene in every movie where a girl comes down and she's like been transformed and she looks so gorgeous so hot whatever and like the guy is like <gasps> wow like that's I just I could I just but thought he so hasn't seen her hair or anything will he no, no. nothing nothing but then what was so funny was that like he's like oh he's like I've got something for you and she, he hands her this little box and she's like but it's oh. like she's expecting it as well she was totally expecting it yeah, yeah yeah but she starts to open it and then it's a piece of paper and it says will you marry my dad which is so freaking cute yeah but, but I then, thought it might be a dead uh, dead that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought can you imagine if she'd opened that and she was expecting a diamond ring and she gets a dead mop and she's like uh I've totally misjudged this situation. I think I'm going to go back to the sanitarium for another week or two while I <laughs> reconsider my choices. Oh, it's so sweet, though. And, like, I know, like, the community hall where they do all the, you know, look at women's vaginas all day. Like, it's not the most romantic one, but it was so romantic because, obviously, that's where they shared, like, their free songs and it stuff. Was. And I just thought it was, it was so lovely. And the way that he involved Timothy, but Timothy wasn't actually there again. Um, <laughs> no, no, he was too busy. He was too busy cleaning up the back room. Yeah, he couldn't be there for that proposal. Well, he left him on the road and he was like, make your own way home, Timothy. Me and, me and your future mum are going home like this. <laughs> but yeah, there was so much to unpack. And obviously it was the end of season. Um, so we've got the Christmas special next. And um, oh, it was so amazing. Special. Oh, what would you say, Bex? Just that I love a Christmas special. Oh, I know. They're so good. Right. And speaking I, of I... love, oh, go on. 
Oh, I was just going to say, like, I know I've, like, roasted these two, but, like, I absolutely love the scene where they got engaged. And when he put that ring on her finger and then he, you know, I, I again, I know I said I wanted, like, a real kiss, but, like, when he took her hand and kissed her hand and, like, just gave her that loving look, like, it was, it was really beautiful. It was. On that note, uh, heroes and zeros of the week, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Not, no gentlemen here. I don't know why I said that, lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's been first. Mine's quite niche. Go on, then you go first. Um, so my hero is Jane at the nightclub. Oh, mine was. Oh, sorry, but just loving life and just like she's dancing with Trixie, but also the bit where they go in and, and Jenny Lee's unsure because she's wearing slacks on a night out. Oh. And, uh, Jane says she's been reading an article in Woman's Own and that's why she's wearing a polo neck. That's just I've got the exact quote. I love it. And and they say and they say well you know Princess Margaret's wearing slacks out to events nowadays you know, but it was just how excited Jane was. I know, and the fact that she's reading Women's Own and she's just getting into the do you know what I mean? Like she's not had that life before, and I just loved yeah. it. Yeah, but also she looked uh, amazing. Well, and let's not forget, this is the same Jane who didn't want to go to a dance like just a few months ago because she was too afraid, and now she's like bombing into that nightclub, you know, like. Yeah, Just do we're, here for it. we're here for the Jane confidence. That's Reverend Appleby Thornton's loving words as well. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my zero is um, Alex polo neck cardigan combination. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. That was awful. And it's awful. And his face when he was playing the bass when he first came in, it was the most seedy <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Like, you can't see what I'm doing, but it's like ding, 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 ding. ding. It was awful. <laughs> Well, you know what? You know what? This he's. He, I mean, like he would normally be my type, but I just kept on looking at Alec and being like, "Do I think he's handsome, or do I not think he's handsome?" Like it I just could smile. Yeah, I couldn't decide either. It was it, like, like no offense to the actor because yeah, he's no, probably- yeah. I will say, spoiler alert: she does carry on seeing him, and he does get like more. He just get better as time goes on. I think it was just that episode. He was smiling a bit too much, a bit stiff. Ooh, no. <laughs> Jen, onto you. Oh my gosh, heroes and zeros. Um, oh, you know what? I, I, I know we always say that these episodes have so much, but this episode just absolutely blew me out of the water. Um, okay, zero first. Peter leaving the toilet seat up. Just don't do that. Just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, I've fallen into a toilet bowl more than once. And it's yeah. Not- and when you're in a house full of women and you're the only guy, like, come on, my dude. Especially you know, nuns. Especially old nuns. Yeah. Like, you know, listen, like one of them could have hurt themselves. Like, just no, no, no. Um, hero. <sighs> Truly so many heroes in this one. But I I will say this. I got to give it to Jenny. Um, but it's really all of the women. When they... <clears throat> take care of chummy when she goes into labor with like such joy such excitement for her you know it's like it's like they're it they all think of it like you know that they're like honorary like aunties and grandmas and everything like that it was so sweet and then when she goes to the hospital and when sister evangelina wanted to ride in the ambulance and then when sister evangelina says the thing about oh i never knew how families felt when they were in this kind of situation but you know now i do which just shows how strong evangelina feels for her and for peter and everything and then when jenny says the line you know like no like her family are all in this room like these are like we're the people that you know need to know what's going on and we do i just like also it just really choked me up also when chummy first goes into labor it's all the midwives 
that are looking after her. And then when mm. when shit gets serious, that's when the nuns come in. It's like they've let the girls yeah. get involved, and now we need to get step in. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, just love that community of women. Right, my hero is not a woman; it is Fred. So it's proximity. Um, <laughs> it's proximity nurse notes. Um, I just, I just thought it was really good though, because obviously he does have a really gorgeous relationship with his daughters, even though yeah. obviously, because obviously his wife got killed in the Blitz, and it was just really awful. But he still has this gorgeous relationship, even though they lived well, really far apart from him and stuff. But he still, and he takes care of his grandchild, which in nineteen fifties is very unheard of. Um, yeah, he does yeah. weird stuff, but fair enough, we'll forgive him. So he is my hero of the week. My zero of the week, despite this gorgeous, gorgeous proposal and everything like that, it's going to be Dr. Turner for the way he treats his only son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just going to go off and find the love of my life. Hang on, my son's what? He's cleaning a load of equipment, like, you know, and then he's like shouting at me in the car. Again. Yeah, and then he's also like, includes him in the proposal, but also doesn't include him in the proposal because he gets into yeah. basically write this down timothy draw this timothy <laughs> and then bye timothy um so yeah he's my zero of the week but what an episode ladies what an episode oh my god timothy is like very cinderella vibes like in this in this episode you know he's like constantly yeah. having to like sweep clean do the washing up you know cook the meals and everything like no wonder he's like writing to anyone to be his mom he's like come, come and live with me so i don't have to do it <laughs> Um, oh, but- Timothy is so ready. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like talk about, I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so that was series two, episode eight. Please yes. join us next time for the Christmas special. We love Yay. the Christmas special. Oh um, so yeah, if you've got any suggestions or anything, we've had so many lovely comments. I just want to say a shout out to everyone who's, who's messaging us saying how much you love it. Because most- honestly, I can't tell you, we never ever thought we'd even get one. So Oh my gosh, the most beautiful listeners in the world. Like everybody is just such a sweet 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 beautiful person that writes us a comment that you know decides to download and listen we just and they say they like to listen and we're like why we're not bad (laughs) that's our charm that's our charm oh we we do really appreciate it and just to say um we are going to be doing a the christmas special and then um a recap of the whole season and then we will be working on um and then we'll do the episode where we kind of explain some of these you know transatlantic um differences in terms and and things like that so yeah because sometimes google doesn't give you everything was actually a suggestion by two of our listeners but actually also google doesn't always give you the real the real because obviously i'm from the north and becky is technically from the north but she does live down south has lived down south for a long time so there will be differences between us as well yeah it'd be quite interesting you know um, so that'll be a good up. But again, that was not a shout out to the people who's, who actually suggested that. It was not us. But what a yeah. brilliant idea. A great um, idea. And there's still time to get those questions in. So if there's terms or things you've heard them say on the show that you don't know what it is or you're not sure or whatever, what the context is, or even if it's just a historical thing that we don't necessarily know in our modern world, but we could find out and give you some context, we would love to do it. Yeah, as long as so- no one about the Boer War. <laughs> just to be honest, we can do our research this podcast um so yeah there's a full boar war episode coming i'm gonna do 45 minutes on it and it's gonna be amazing again i call it the boa war so there we go like feather boas i don't know i still don't even know where it is i don't know where the war took place i don't None know none of us do we're just making ourselves look triply stupid <laughs> Anyway, no, South Africa, I do know. Oh, okay. There we go. Well done, Bex. Oh, South Africa. Okay. Anyway, email us at podcast at gmail.com. No, not call the midwife. It's recall the midwife. Recall the midwife. 
And then we follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll find us. That's We Call the Midwife on Facebook. It's all We Call the Midpod, We Call the Midwife. So, yeah, it's, follow it's us just- on all social media. All, all of this is in our show notes as well. So on any platform yes. you're listening, you can go to the show notes uh, for this episode and see all of that. And I'm sure it will be much more accurate than what we've actually verbally told you. So yeah. it very much will be. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. And um, hopefully you'll join us next week. And um, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.